We're in a series of lessons uh, for the next uh, two weeks. We started last week, really just called The Life. And, and as we, 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 we began this series last week, looking at the life of Jesus, really kind of the Christmas story and the, the, the things about Christmas that we love. But even before we get into that and really talk about that this morning and maybe tag a little bit next week, we, we said last week concerning the beginning of this series is that really with the life of Jesus that the life began, the life begins. And we talked about really the sanctity of life. Really, we talked about that there would be no what we're doing here unless Jesus actually came in the flesh, unless he was actually born a physical human being. So, so we, we, we went kind of deep last week, a little bit heavy, uh, but there's, there's a push in our generation right now uh, of Supreme Court uh, people being elected or, or politicians being elected or not elected based on this one thought. Are you pro-choice or, or are you pro-life? And just let me throw it out again one more time this morning as our kids were up here. Th there are no kids up here unless the mom said, I I'm pro-life. And so we want to encourage you that, that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, and if you're a, a blue state or a red state, if you're a, a Republican or a Democrat or a liberal, when it comes to life, I think I'm really glad that your mom gave birth to you. And I'm really glad that my mom gave birth to me. And I'm really, really glad that a nervous 12 or 13 year old, which most people think, named Mary, gave birth to Jesus. That's why we're here. But as we talk about life begins and life began last week, we want to continue on with the series. And today we want to talk about that, that life grows, the, the life grows. In other words, Jesus just didn't stay a baby in the manger. He actually grew. I want to look, look at two scriptures this morning as we jump in the foundation of where we're going to go for the rest of our time together. And one of the scriptures is in Luke chapter 2, verse 40. We'll begin right there this morning. Luke 2, verse 40, it says this, And the child grew, check it out, the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Another scripture tag on right in that same chapter, verse 52, Luke 2, 52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. Come on, say it with me. The child grew. The child grew. He just grew. It's really kind of interesting, I think, that both these scriptures are mentioned in, in Luke's gospel, and they're very similar. There's not a whole lot of difference in between verse 40 and verse 52, the child grew. The child increased. The child grew strong in spirit. The child grew in stature, favor with God, favor with man, grew in wisdom. And so today I want to look at those four points and we're going to talk about it in just the next couple of minutes. But I, I, want to, I want to drill down just for a couple seconds this morning before we get too far into where we're going to go. And I want to challenge you as you look at your life and I look at my life. For the 42 years that I've been serving God, and never how many you've been, might be a week, might, might, you kind of might be tiptoeing in some things this morning, but that you just challenge yourself, as I'm challenging myself, that, that 2022, it's almost over. I, I want to be different in 2023. I, I want to grow. I don't want to be the same. The things that maybe were struggles or hookups or hangups or that busted me up in 2022 or, or 1989, am I still dragging that into now? Uh, the, the, the life began. I, I've made Jesus the Lord of my life, but 
But the beginning in my own life as a baby form of a Christian, I don't want to stay that way. I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to, I want to advance. I want, I want the things in my life to keep moving forward. I want less of me and more of him. I want him to increase and me to decrease. I want the stress love of my life that used to cause me anxiety and frustration. I want it to be less in 2023. Anybody say amen to that? I want to challenge you that, that if we are going to be God followers, if we're going to be Jesus followers, we all have to commit to growth. And not looking back and not saying, well, you know, I would if I, but, but you don't know. You don't know the divorce. You don't know the addiction. You don't know the pain. You don't know the shame. You don't know the guilt. Listen, I get it. But how about looking at 2023, you say, I'm done with the excuses I'm going to grow more this year. Come on, help me out a little bit. Yeah. I really believe that growing a disciple just has to be a priority in our life. I'm just not going to be the same. I don't want to keep looking in the mirror and it's the same old Gary. I, I, I want to break the cycle. So I'm going to have to get some new things in my life. I'm going to have to get some new behaviors in my life, some new thoughts in my life, maybe some new friends in my life, some new information in my life, some new people around. I'm going to have to do something new so I can break the cycle. I want to encourage you as we talk about winding down a year, but looking at January 2023, the first three weeks of January, we are setting aside 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if you think right now, you just went, what, 21 days, no food? That's not necessarily what we're talking about. But there should be times during that 21 days that you push back from the table and you push in with God. This is what I'm asking you to do. If you want your life to change more than any other time in your life, in 2023, you'll commit to prayer and fasting, setting out the agenda of your life at the beginning of a year. And I believe you're going to see more growth in your life than you ever have. You won't see it instantaneously. There'll be some instantaneous, I'm sure, uh, God moments and sensing things. But it might be just dull in the sense of normality until you start really seeing the ship of your life begin turning in a different direction. I'm asking you to commit to growth in 2023. I don't want to keep tripping over the same things that I've been tripping over. I don't want to keep doing the same things. I don't want to keep, I want to change. I want to grow. And I know, I believe you do too. I don't want to go to the gym and keep pushing the same weight. I, I need a spotter. I need somebody on the bench that's going to put, I need, a, I need a friend, a cycling friend that's going to help me bust through and climb the hill a little bit faster. I need somebody that's going to help me know God a little bit better. I, I want to commit to that. I want to commit to Bible reading. I want to commit to prayer. I, I want to commit to some spiritual disciplines that are going to work in me, but going to work through me. I, I want to be the dad I've never been. I want to I be the husband. I want to be the kind of guy that people want to be around. I want to grow, and I hope you do too. I know this. Change is tough. <laughs> Let's be real. I get nervous sometimes about change. Really. I love change, but I get nervous a little bit about it because I like, I like certain things a certain way. But I've been changing some things in my prayer life, and I'm going to talk about that in, in a couple weeks ahead as we look at 21 days of prayer, and, and we're going to do some things a little bit different during prayer this year. I, I want to encourage you that God's got growth for you. 
He doesn't want you to stay the same. He, uh, we know the foundation of things that are never going to go away, prayer and the word, but, but how you read and what you do and how you pray and who you surround yourself with and what books you're reading and what you're doing with your spare time. I don't want to be the guy that just keeps, and I found myself this way, mindlessly scrolling through Twitter and IG and Facebook. I don't want to do that. I, wanna, I want my life to count, and I know you do too. Let's be people who look at us. Let's challenge ourselves that those that will look at us will, want, will, will say, I, I want to be like that person. I want to have a marriage like them. I want to I I work like they work. I want to I serve like they serve because you're growing spiritually. Can anybody just say amen, amen, amen? amen. Well, uh, when we read those two scriptures, you know, Luke chapter, Luke chapter 2, uh, right after that, or right in between those scriptures, or right before it, I guess, uh, there's a story about Jesus going to Jerusalem. It was Passover, and, and all the Jews would go there for the Passover celebration. And uh, Jesus is there with this whole pack of people, his family, and a whole pod of people, and they go to Jerusalem, and, and they're in the middle of Passover, and the family turns around, they're going back home. If you've read the story, it's pretty crazy, is that they go a day's journey back home, and all of a sudden Mary says, hey, anybody seen Jesus? Nobody could find Jesus. And I always laugh this time of year. Come on, Mary lost God. Come on, somebody. And if any mom's ever lost your child in a department store, you're on good footing because Mary lost God. And so they turn around after a day and they go back a day's journey to Jerusalem and they're looking around. The scripture says three days later, they found Jesus in the temple. Wow. And they found him there as the scribes and the teachers of the law were teaching the word of God. And Jesus is a 12-year-old guy, and he's sitting there listening and hearing and asking questions. Mary says frantically, what are you doing? And this is what he says in chapter 2, verse 49, you've read it. He says to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Listen to me. The Father's business for you and me is in 2023, you grow. That's the Father's business. The Father's business is the things that you're hooked up on, struggled with, addicted to, messed up with. Those should be limited more and more on a downward progression, and you should be seeing more and more of the joy and the victory and the peace of God in your life in 2023. Come on, that is the Father's business. Come on, everybody. I, I want that. But I know that growth doesn't happen by accident, growth brings discomfort. Growth sometimes is painful to our flesh. There will be no ease for you and me in 2023 if we want to grow. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be challenging. But I want to encourage you. I can't say it strongly enough that as we launch into 2023 in January and we fast and pray, fasting is telling my flesh no, you're not going to eat lunch today. You're going to devote that 30 minutes to just being alone with God and reading some scripture. You're going to get alone with him. You're going to press in. God's going to start talking to you about things in your own life and things he wants to do through you and prayers that he wants you to pray. It's going to be an amazing time. But let's be real. Who doesn't like to eat? Jesus, it says here, grew four ways. We want to spend the remaining time that we have with you today about these four ways. And I want to encourage you, I believe these are four things 
that we need to grow in 2023. You ready this morning? Number one, we found out that Jesus grew in wisdom. He, he, we, I'm encouraging you to grow in wisdom. Grow in wisdom. No one is born wise, not even Jesus. Humanly speaking, he grew in wisdom. If Jesus grew in wisdom, you and I are going to need to grow in wisdom. What's wisdom? There's all kinds of definitions. I found this one. I think it's good enough for us this morning. We'll say a couple different things about it. But wisdom is this. It's broad understanding of God, his word, and his will for you. What's wisdom? Broad understanding of God. I'm not, I, I want to get out of the shallow end. Jesus loves me. That, that's, that's shallow and that's deep. But I want to know more and more of the wisdom of God about what God is doing in my life and through my life. I want to grow in wisdom. I, I want to grow in understanding his word more for my life. I want to grow in understanding his will for my life, his purpose for my life. Proverbs is a book of wisdom. You want to grow in some wisdom? 31 chapters, maybe you decide, hey, in 2023, I'm going to read a chapter a day, one of, I'll finish it 12 times almost, the book of Proverbs in the year, I want to find out more and more of the wisdom of God. I want to grow in the wisdom of God. Proverbs 4, 7 says this, it's a great scripture, wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs 4, 7, it's the principal thing, therefore, what? Get wisdom. And in all you're getting Get understanding, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom, get broad understanding of God, get, get his word in your life, get his will in your life, get, get, get a, a deeper measure of the wisdom of God. The scripture tells us all kinds of things that Christ has been made the wisdom of God to us. The minute we said yes to the Father God, his will, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, Christ comes to live in our hearts through faith and our spirit, man. The wisdom of God is available to us. The plan of God is available to us. How I can choose right over wrong is available to me. Wisdom, the scripture says, makes the right decision every time. It'll tell me where to go, where not to go. The, the book of Proverbs says when a man comes to a crossroad in his life, it'll tell you which way to go in your life. If you and I will yield to wisdom and grow in wisdom, listen to me, the decisions we make, they're going to be amazing decisions in 2023. We're going to know where to go, what not to do, who to run with, who not to run with, where to invest our money, where not to invest our money, what to do as a career, what not to do as a career. Wisdom will talk to us. The Bible says when you sleep, wisdom will speak to you. Come on, somebody. Man, that's better than Siri or Alexa talking to you. Man, now the wisdom that Solomon is talking about here specifically is awe and respect, which leads to obedience. So, so I, I, I want to, I wisdom's the principal thing, this awe and respect. So I'm not just going to lean on my own understanding. I'm not just going to lean on my own way. I'm not going to lean on my own education. I'm going to have awe and respect in who God is. I'm going to have a fear of God. That means a reverential fear of God that you know what's best for my life. I've got, some, I've got plans in my life. I've got direction for my life. But I'm going, to yield, I'm going to yield my life, my will, my choice to you. And I want your wisdom to direct me. The Bible says God will do that. Listen to me. Jesus, as a 12-year-old, was growing in the wisdom of God. 
How was he doing that? He was listening and learning from the scribes and the teachers of the law. He was asking questions in his own alone time with God. But as he was looking at face to face with these aged men, let me encourage you. Wisdom, the scripture says in Proverbs, is shouting in the streets. It's available to all of us if we'll give ear to it. I don't know if you're going to find much wisdom on Facebook. I don't know if you're going to find much wisdom on Twitter. I don't know if you're going to find much wisdom at the street corner. But you're going to find wisdom shouting from the word of God. That's why we need to grow in wisdom. Come on, somebody. We're going to read the word. We're going to, come on, we're going to get high on the word. Come on, everybody. Listen, the goal isn't knowledge. The goal is application. Wisdom applies the knowledge that you know. Every choice I've made, every bad choice, every bad road I've taken in my life, really, when you stop and think about it, probably nine, nine times out of ten, it was I knew what to do, but I just didn't do it. Wisdom knows which way to go, and wisdom goes that way. It goes that way. Scripture says this. Paul says the wisdom of, the wisdom of, of this world is foolishness before God. So Jesus starts talking on the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus says stuff like this, describing the wisdom of God. Here's what he says in just one part. He says what you, what you need to be doing with your enemies is you need to love your enemies. <laughs> That's not wisdom, natural wisdom, but that is spiritual wisdom. You need to bless those who pursue and uh, curse you and persecute against you. That's not the world's wisdom. That's, that's God's wisdom. Uh, th those that offend you, you need to release and you need to forgive. You, you need to turn the other cheek. That's not man's wisdom. That's God's wisdom that will pay rich dividends. Wisdom is available to everybody, like we mentioned. Jesus at 12 walks in it. It's not learning in school that's going to make you wise it's not generated by self-help. It's given by God. So the question for you today, looking at 2023, is how can I apply the wisdom of God in my singleness, with my marriage, with my career, with my future? How can I apply the wisdom of God right now with these decisions that I'm making, things that are in front of me right now, in my family, in my life, and my work? I want to be the person, I pray you are too, that wants to grow in wisdom in 2023. Second thing that we find out that Jesus did, it says, it grew, he grew in stature. He grew in stature. Now, what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to stretch the truth here. He grew in stature simply means that he actually grew physically. He used to be at 12 years old. He was five foot one, and he was, you know, 105 pounds, and he in the next year was five foot three and 115 pounds, whatever. You get the point. He grew in stature. It is just speaking that Jesus didn't stay a baby. But I'm going to stretch that scripture because I don't think I can preach about that. A great preacher can preach about that, but I'm just a little lowly pastor. Let me tell you what I want to do today. I want to stretch the truth. Listen to me. And I want to talk about growing in stature, meaning this, that you can have the ability to hold more weight. Uh, where were you going with this, Pastor Gary? Listen to me. Here's where I'm going. In 2023, the things that, I, that have labored on me, the things that I have carried that have tried to break me down, or maybe they did break me down, I don't want them to break me down in 2023. I want to be able to carry that. 
I, I want to be able to carry my family. I want to be able to carry my wife. I want to be able to carry my career. I want to be able to carry the ministry that God's given to me that under the stress and under the pressure and under all, everybody coming out against you and under gas prices and inflation and all the stuff you're dealing with that you're able to carry it successfully as a man or a woman of God. Can somebody say amen in the room? How are we going to do it? Let's read the scripture. Proverbs, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul says this, check it out. But this precious treasure, this light and power that now shine within us, this is really the life of God in you, it is held in a perishable container. This is your and my body. That is our weak bodies. Everyone can see that the glorious power within us must be from God. It's not our own. Look what he says in verse 8. We are pressed on every side by troubles. Ever felt that way? But not crushed and broken. We are perplexed because we don't know why things happen as they do. Ever said that in the middle of the night? Yeah. But we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but never, God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. Listen to me. Jesus grew in stature. He grew physically. He grew strong in his body. I'm encouraging you. I'm asking you to grow in your ability to hold weight. That thing that came to you in 2020, 2022, this year, that would cause you to go back and shut the windows of the soul of your life and get into a depression funk. And I'm saying, if that's you and you need some help, get, let's get you some help. But I'm saying, stir up your spirit, man. That you grow in spirit and you say, I'm not going to let that damnable word that that person said or that thinking or that feeling or that emotion in my life drain me and bring me to a place where I cannot function. I will not allow it. How? Because I've got a treasure in my spirit called the very life of God. The very purpose of God is alive in me and I'm going to change and I'm going to grow and I'm going to have the ability to hold that weight no matter where it comes from or where it leads. I am going to be strong and of good courage. Can somebody say amen in the room? Yeah. I believe this. That, that, listen, the, the treasure of Christ in you is displayed to the outside world through you. Listen, the treasure of Christ in you, no one can see the treasure of Christ in you, but it's displayed to the world through your body, through this physical body and through your soul, your mind, will, emotions, intellect, through your, through your smile, through your words, through your actions and through your attitude. That's what the world is looking at. They're not looking at my spirit or your spirit. We can't see that. But the treasure in you is displayed through you. So I'm encouraging you, not fake it till you make it, not acting like pain isn't real, not acting like you never have challenges or disappointments or struggles or, or things, but, but not becoming disillusioned, not becoming broken down, not becoming so bent that, that like right now the word in church and in, 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 the, in the Christian community for so many is, is, that, is that their faith has become deconstructed. 
And you might wonder, what, what does that mean? Is that they had a construction of their house, but because of COVID, because of um, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, whatever, because of President whoever in whatever, because of, you know, somebody got shot and somebody didn't go to jail or somebody did and they don't like it, whatever, that they become disillusioned with God. Listen to me. Grow in stature and the ability to hold weight. Listen to me. Hear me, hear me now, because it's only going to get heavier. It's not getting lighter. It's only going to get heavier. Listen to me. The world system is falling. And it has found the principalities and powers and rulers, Ephesians 6 says, of darkness, are finding out how to squeeze every single person. That's the agenda of the devil. But you have a treasure in you that you can grow and you can become strong. Come on, everybody. That will resist everything from the outside. Why? Because greater is he. Come on. That's in you than he that's in the world. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Clap like you mean it. Two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to grow in wisdom. We're going to get some wisdom this year. We're going to leave just, just natural things. We're going to get along with God and God's going to talk to us and we're going to Get some spiritual principles work in our life in a more heightened way. We're going to grow in wisdom. We're going to grow in stature. Come on, we're going to the spiritual gym. Come on, everybody. Come on, that's what prayer and fasting is going to do. It's going to get you in the spiritual gym. Come on, I'm going to lose my little side stuff coming up here in three weeks. Come on, help the preacher up here. Man. Oh, double stuff Oreos. I hear you right now. They were talking to me. <laughs> Anybody like me, when you get out of your routine, you go down a dark hole? Anybody like that? Come on, somebody. Woo! I'm a routine guy, man. And if I get out of my routine, that door swings wide open. I say, oh, Jesus, let's just, let's just bathe in chocolate. Come on, somebody. Help me, Lord. Jesus grew in wisdom and he grew in stature. Two more things. You're doing great this morning. Third thing that we find out, he grew in the favor of God. Come on, say that with me. Grow in the favor of God. Yeah, grow in the favor of God. Okay, how am I going to do that? So, so listen to me. Growing in the favor of God can't be workspace. It can't be like, okay, I'm going to read more Bible. I'm, uh, I'm going to show up to church. I used to show up to church two times a month. I'm going to go show up three times a month because I need the favor of God. No, listen, you're not accepted by doing more. You're already accepted the minute you said yes to Jesus. He's already given you favor, already given you grace. He's already accepted you. You're already loved. You're already called. You're chosen. Come on, you're redeemed. You're blessed. You're highly favored. Come on, everybody. That's what the scripture says. But all that, here's the but. We'll read something in a minute from Isaiah. But God's favor is his demonstrated delight and approval to those who honor him. So if you want to really see the favor of God in your life, it, it is his demonstrated delight. It, it is his approval on your life when you just say, I want to honor you. I want to honor you. It, it, you might not be 42 years like me down the track. You might only be a couple of weeks, a couple of months or a year. God still approves of you. He still has favor for your life. He still loves you unending. I mean, it's, it's like I was reading this past week. I've been reading some things on prayer. I thought it was a beautiful analogy. You, you know, a, a child with his mom or there he is and, and the mom's breastfeeding the child and the child's getting everything from the mom. Everything the child needs is coming from mama. 
And the child's looking up at mom and he's cool and he's looking at mom, eyes are open, all of a sudden the child just like falls asleep. The mom doesn't go, what the heck are you doing? Wake up, we're having something going on here. And I think when it comes to prayer, and I think when it comes to approval, we think we've always got to be this face-to-face before God. Can I tell you? When you're driving down the road, when you're mowing the yard, when you're changing a dirty diaper, when you're doing life, God approves of you and he delights in you. It's not based on what you can do. It's based on who you are. You're his child. Come on, somebody. Grow in the favor of God. I want, I, want to, I, want, I, want to, I want to learn more about that. I want, I, want to, I want to lean on that this year. I want to not try to like work something up in my flesh to get God to look at me. I don't want to be that kid, you know, on the line. Pick me, pick me, pick me. God, here I am, here I am. Bless me. Give me another dollar an hour. Now listen, God loves you. He's got a plan for you. Listen to me. How about you just quit stressing about that? And just rest in his goodness. Just want to hang out with you. And if I fall asleep when I'm praying, come on, anybody back in the day, I grew up like this with some guys. We were like crazy pray people. Like all night prayer meetings. All, come on, listen, all night prayer meetings. Like with the youth, you're going to pray all night. Some kid goes to sleep and you shake him away. Come on, look, it's a little crazy. I've learned a little bit. Even if I fall asleep and I wake up, God's saying, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back. (laughs) Let's take the works junk out of our life. Do we work? Yeah, let me tell you the work you and I got to do. Here's the work. Isaiah 66, verse 2. Check it out. (laughs) These are the ones, God talking, I look to with favor. Those who are humble. Can you do that? Can you be humble? Contrite in spirit. Can you have a low spirit and not be so egotistical? Yeah, I think so. And a person that trembles at my word. Yeah, I think you can, I can do this. God says, my favor is going to be on you if you'll just be humble. And you'll look to me. Contrite in spirit. Lord, I would not be here. I would not have this job. I would not have this family. I would not live where I live if it wasn't for your goodness. Contrite spirit. And Lord... Where would I be without your word? This is the person that God says is going to receive my favor. This isn't based on what we're doing. This is based on who he is and our response to him. Man, not full of arrogance, not parading around, not puffed out chest, not big man on campus. I got here by myself. No, it's all because of Jesus. Uh, This scripture here about growing is is used very similarly with Samuel. Some of y'all remember Samuel. His his mom and dad couldn't have a child. Hannah, she cried out to God. God gave her a child, and then she presented him to the Lord, and he was working and going to be working for Eli the priest. What was crazy is that Eli and his sons were wicked, weren't serving the Lord, but it says this in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26, the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor 
both with the Lord and the men. It's interesting, very same scripture that's said of Jesus. So I got thinking about this several weeks ago. I thought, well, if Jesus grew in the very same way and Samuel grew in the very same way, what was going on in Samuel's life that the scripture says, hey, Jesus, same way with you, same way with Samuel. But again, we find out that Samuel's training ground was under a wicked dude named Eli. He wasn't serving God. He was away from God and his sons. If you read it, it'll make your hair either straight or curly, whichever way you need it. It's bananas about what was going on. They, they were sinning against God. It was wickedness going on. They were priests before God, and they were committing all kinds of heinous sins. And so listen to me. I just wrote this down for us to remember this morning, is that God's favor in you is never determined by men's failure around you. And I think that so many of us are looking around, how could God favor me right now? How could I see God's favor because of my situation or what, the life I have lived or the family I'm in or the work I'm in or, or the government? Or Listen to me, leave all that alone. God's hand is on your life and will be on your life. If you'll just have a contrite spirit, come on, you'll tremble at his word. Come on, everybody. Come on, we're going to believe God for favor. Come on, let, let, we're going to be humble people. Come on, somebody said, if you see a turtle on the top of a fence post, you know it didn't get there by itself. Some of you are going, turtles don't climb fence posts. In other words, it needed help. I realize God has always been my help. Anybody in the room, same way? Yeah. God's favor is just seen in dark situations. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through any kind of suffering or trouble. Read the Old Testament. We just read Paul. Difficulties, challenges, testing. You read the life of Joseph, right? His brothers left him in Potiphar's house, right? His wife said he was trying to rape me, and he got thrown in jail. In the jail, he, the lowest part of his life, he found favor with the jailkeeper. He was with Pharaoh. Pharaoh has a dream, God's favor on his life. He brought him from the pit to the palace. Come on, from the prison to the palace in just a second. How? The scripture says over and over and over, God's favor was on his life. A man or a woman with the favor of God can never be under the, the, the natural life with just natural situations, a, a void of God and his word. Listen, the favor of God will always cause you to rise to the top. Amen, everybody? Amen. Lastly, come on, you listened real good this morning. We're going to grow. We're going to grow in wisdom. We're going to grow in stature, the ability to carry weight. We're going to grow in favor with God. But also, I love it, it says there, not only favor with God, but favor with men. Favor with men. And there's a scripture that says this, and it actually uses the word favor with God and favor with men, but we're going to highlight the favor of men as we just wind down today, because I think it's important that I think that, you know, we think sometimes maybe in this Christian circle that it's just, it's just this spiritual thing with us and God. And listen, it's not just a spiritual thing. It is, but it's a very natural thing. And God says, if you'll honor me, if you'll, if you'll worship me, if you'll, if you'll serve me, if you'll work with me, I'll do things in you and through you and for you in this natural realm. Again, 88 years my mom lived on this earth. I saw the hand of God working in her, working for her, working through her, not only her, but my mom and dad, just people that are normal people, had marriages, had good times, had bad times, I'm sure had challenging times, had three crazy sons. I was one of them for a while. Man, caused my mom and dad just to pray feverishly and, and believe God for us. Come on, somebody. Uh, and maybe that's what you need to do in 21 days of prayer and fasting. You need to see God's working in your family. He will. I'm a byproduct of that of a mom and dad that just would pray and, 
and, and saw the favor of God with God, the favor of God with, you know, between him and them, but, but also favor with men that, you know, just stories on, you know, how we should have been in jail and how that should have happened. And we should have, and just, wow, just God working, God working. The scripture says this in Proverbs chapter three, verse three and four. I'll read it from the Amplified Bible. A lot of words here. Check it out. Don't let the mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let these qualities define you. Bind them, secure them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Check it out. So you're going to find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Proverbs says here, book of wisdom says, hey, you want to have favor with God? You want to have favor with man? You want to have favor with men? There's several things this scripture says you need to get working in your life. You want to be a great dream team member? You want to be a great sibling, a great spouse, a great team player at work? You want to be a great friend? You're going to need these characteristics so you have favor, favor with men. I don't want to be the guy who walks in the door and people go, oh, he's here, and they go out. I want to have favor with them. How am I going to have favor with them? Not only because I'm a Christian, because you know Christians that you do not want to be around. Let's be real. Because somehow, they've got a spirit of weirdness. Come on, somebody, don't look around. Don't look around. Nobody in the room talking to somebody online in Jesus' name. Only kidding. Favor of God in our life. Oh, let's say it this way. Fa favor with men. Favor with men will open the door for God's salvation to men. You've heard it, and I've heard it. The person that says, I have not got a problem with God. I've got a problem with God's people. What do they mean? God's cool. Bible's cool. Jesus is cool. But some of his kids, they're just... Let me encourage us in 2023, Spectrum Church. Let's be people that flip that script. How are we going to do it? We're going to, have, we're going to grow in wisdom. We're going to grow in stature. We're going to be able to carry some more weight. We're not going to whine to everybody about every single little thing, little, 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 little hangnail going on. No, we're going to believe God. We're going to be real. We're going to believe God. We're going to have favor with God, but we're going to have favor with man. How? You're going to tell me. How am I going to grow with favor with men? He lists several things here in this scripture. Look what it says. How are we going to grow in favor with men? Be loyal. Be a loyal person. Can I count on you to show up when you said you're going to show up at work? When, 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 when you said you're going to do what you said you were going to do, but now you didn't do it, so no, i got to find somebody else. And now you want me to come to church with you? Are you kind? Are you just kind? Do, do the waitresses at that restaurant that you always go to, do they always clamor to want to get to your table? Because you're just kind and considerate. You know their name, and you leave a pretty good tip. Are you kind? Are you good? It's just the foundation of your life that somebody would say, that, and not a Christian, a non-Christian, that is just a good person. They're good. How about merciful? The Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. Are you the person that would extend mercy continually? Or are you the person that says, oh, you know, they got what they got coming? No, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the merciful 
faithful, kind, generous, benevolent. Believe the highest and the best for your life and everybody that comes in contact with me. He goes on to say, are, are you reliable? Are you reliable? Are you reliable? Are you dependable? Are you sure? Like, are you a sure person? <laughs> are you faithful? Are you truthful? These are just qualities that the writer here in Proverbs says, this, this translation, this is a person who's going to find favor with God, but, but favor, favor with men. Man, I want to grow in that. I want to be the kind of person that when I show up, the people know some help just walked in the door. He's kind, he's compassionate, he's generous. I'm here remembering a story about a pastor friend of mine, and he was raised in a pastor's home, and he was one of four kids, and he was the rebellious one, out running around, drinking around, all kind of crazy stuff. Well, he borrowed a car and crashed it all big one night and got wound up going to go getting thrown in jail, wound up getting thrown in jail. And so his dad, the pastor, had to come down and get him out of jail. That was me one time before I was a pastor, just once. And all the elders, this church had the elders, the deacon board. How many know the deacon board can be a little demon board? Come on, somebody. <laughs> And so these men kind of coming down with the pastor and like, you know, you know, like they were big men on campus and they come in and, and, and the pastor, the little guy was, you know, he's 16, 17 years old. He just wrecked the car. He knows hell's coming. He knows hell's coming. And his dad gave him that look and all the other elders gave him that look. And he said, there was one man on the board. He came over and all he did was put his arm around me. And he said, son, it's going to be all right. I believe in you. I believe in God in you. God's going to get you out of this, and I'm going to be there the whole time. He said, I never forget that man the rest of my life. I want to be that kind of person that has favor with God, but favor with men. Going to be merciful, going to be kind, going to be generous, going to be benevolent. Let's be a church, as we look at 2023, that people that flock into this place because We've got these qualities that we can grow in and show a lost and dying world what it means to serve God in the middle of not having all of our act together, in the middle of some questions and some disillusionments, but we're going to grow and be able to hold the weight and be the people God wants us to be. We're going to grow in wisdom. Come on, we're going to apply the scriptures in a new way, and we're going to see God work in our life in a brand new way in 2023. Can anybody in the room say amen? Come on, can you say amen? Come on, how many of y'all committed to grow? Come on, how many of y'all committed to grow? Say, let me grow, Lord. Come on, just say that. Let me grow, Lord. I want to grow. I want to grow. Father, we pray that today as we're winding down a year, we pray that we would be changed, as you said in the scripture, from glory to glory, that we would grow. We would grow more and more like Jesus. Help us grow in wisdom. Help us grow in stature. Help us grow in favor with you and favor with men. Father, I pray that for everyone in the room, online that's listening, for our children, if Jesus could grow at 12, our kids can grow right now. Father, help us renew a passion for you as we move forward to 2023. Set the agenda for us, oh God. Move things in our life, move things out of our life. Father, when we come to the fork in the road, the wisdom of God's gonna speak to us what to do and what not to do. We apply our heart to wisdom we want to grow. The life of Christ didn't stay a baby. Jesus grew. Help us today.
in your great name. While your head's bowed, your eyes closed, come on, no one looking around, give everyone the right to privacy. If you're in the room today, this is your first time, maybe it's your 10th time, maybe you've never been here before. It's, that's all irrelevant, really. The decision you want to make today is a decision, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you ever asked him to be the Lord of your life? Have you ever forsaken everything else and just said yes to Jesus? That, that's the decision for you and for me today. If you've never prayed that prayer, listen, God's talking to you. He's knocking at the door of your heart saying, open up. <laughs> let me in. Let, let me in. Maybe you've had him in, but you've closed that door. And you're just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm opening that door again. Today, we're going to say a prayer in just the next couple seconds. We're going to say it out loud. I'm going to ask you to pray it with me if you've never prayed it. There's going to be a spiritual transaction that happens. God's going to move into your life. Listen to me, in a new way that's never happened before. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life. Or maybe you need to recommit your life to him. Maybe you've been wayward. Maybe you've gone your own way. Listen, he loves you. He's got deli he delights in you. He's got favor for you. You just turn towards him. And you're going to see a new beginning all over again. So if you're in the room, you're online as well, and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, when I count to three, you want to be included in that prayer, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. We're going to say a prayer out loud like I made mention. You're not going to be alone praying. We're all going to pray together. I don't want you to stand up. I don't want you to come to the front. Just right there in your chair. And we're going to pray, and we're going to see God move in our lives. So all over the room, when I count to three, if that's you, just lift your hand. One, two, three. Include me in that prayer all over the room. Awesome. Awesome. I see three hands, four hands. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You four that raised your hand. We're going to pray out loud, all of us. But you, I can't say it strongly enough. You just mix faith. You just say, I believe what I'm praying. There's a, there's a conversation going on between you and God right now. You on earth, him in heaven. Him, the ruler of heaven and earth, you walking on the earth. It's going to happen as you pray. Come on. Let's help them, church. Say it with me, dear Heavenly Father. I come to you right now in Jesus' name. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. So I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth, God raised Jesus from the dead. Be my Lord, be my Savior forever and ever. I repent. I change my mind. And I change my direction. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's stand up. That's our custom. We stand up and just clap real loud for those that prayed that prayer. Come on, church. This is our time to clap and celebrate like never before. Come on, Jesus is Lord.